You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. All right, hello. Wednesday after Election Day. <laughs> if you woke up, I was referencing the uh, Beautiful Mind clips where he's just looking at all the numbers and like they pass by, throwing it back to a very old movie, probably the last time I watched movies. Uh, but welcome to Daily Dose. There's a lot to catch up on this morning. I'm Kelly Rippin, Stephen Albritton, Fletcher Keel. A lot of important local elections, oh, as yeah. we know, that had national impact and national attention. And then obviously hyper-local elections that impact our smaller communities that we know are very meaningful to different uh, different communities. So we're going to get to as much of it as we can. And as always, WLWT.com has uh, all of the updates. Our crews were here very well into the night updating things. So a lot of things changed overnight, not changed necessarily, but developed overnight. Mm -hmm. We finally made the call go to bed and figure it out in the morning because otherwise we were going to be up all night. Um, I think I finally turned in about eight o'clock and a lot of this stuff was still too close to call. Absolutely. So and, let's get started. Uh, yeah, let's start with that big old Senate race here in Ohio. Uh, J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan. J.D. Vance uh, came out victorious in this one uh, early on, very up in the air with uh, Tim Ryan getting a lot of votes early. Uh, a lot of the mail-in ballots, absentee ballots were dropped and he had a very big lead early. But then the precincts started coming in. J.D. Vance uh, eventually pulling out uh, about a three point three percentage point lead, if I think uh, around that. Sounds about right. Um, so, uh, yeah, he will be is now he's now senator elect of Ohio uh, heading to be uh, sworn in. Um, early next year. Yes, and we heard from both of them this morning, uh, you know, Tim Ryan coming out and saying, hey, I talked to JD and he, I asked him to represent the working class of Ohio. So uh, kind of continuing to carry that same message that was present through his campaigning uh, in his messaging to JD Vance. So then the race that I think somewhat surprised people, maybe not people who were campaigning for um, Greg Landsman, but Greg Landsman, um, winning out over incumbent Steve Shabbat, who has held that seat for 14 terms, I yeah. believe we said. Uh, this would have been his 14th term. Uh, so he's had it for 13 terms. But um, yeah, this was a, a, a very interesting race with new party lines. Uh, I'm sorry, not party lines, but redistricting lines mm -hmm. uh, that included more Democratic voters, but also, um, you know, a lot of people coming out and feeling that uh, Landsman was a strong candidate against Shabbat, we had mentioned uh, Kate Schroeder had run previously uh, in that area. So it, it's it, it's very interesting. It's going to be also very interesting to see how this goes forward and how it impacts um, that district. But we talked to Greg Lansman this morning. He seemed very tired, uh, <laughs> as you can imagine. Yeah, yes, a exactly. couple hours sleep, but in a suit and tie. So respect there, because I don't know if I could do it after being in one for uh, seemingly what probably feels like the last six months. Yes, a whole new job for him. He'll be leaving the Cincinnati City Council and uh, headed for Washington. And he'll likely be uh, in the minority party. It looks like uh, Republicans will be taking uh, control of the House at this at this time. And, um, you know, he, he mentioned how he's just going to have to work across across the aisle and work with other people to uh, get things done. You know, he's big on uh, being uh, pro-choice and uh, uh, being for the Ohio working class. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, where he fits in in Washington being one of the uh, freshmen uh, congressman heading to uh, Washington. All right, so for Ohio's 2nd District incumbent, incumbent Republican, I feel like I've said that word so many times this morning <laughs> that it's starting to jumble. Uh, Brad Winstrup taking up 74% of the vote to secure his spot against Democratic candidate Samantha Meadows. And then in District 8, Republican Warren Davidson holding on to his seat, getting two-thirds of the vote, defeating uh, Democrat Vanessa Enoch. And we had um, many of those debates here on WLWT with those candidates. So if you're even just curious to go back and watch, they're still on our website. Maybe 
you know, it doesn't matter as much now, but could heading down the road as these folks tend to run again. Yeah, yeah, no surprise there for uh, the people or for the incumbents to uh, win those races. Another big race that we all kept our eye on that, you know, it, I felt like it had a lot of momentum early on. We're talking about Ohio and the right. governorship um, when Nan Whaley uh, um, beat John Cranley in the primary. It seemed like there was some momentum that there might actually be, you know, a, a pretty decent contest here. But then things just kind of fizzled at the end for Nan Whaley, and it was a, a million vote loss for her with uh, Governor Mike DeWine. That was um, one of the quickest seat. called races, at least at Five least minutes. of the early window. I, I don't know what happened after about nine o'clock because that's what I went to bed. Uh, but yeah, the national coverage that as soon as polls opened and results came, um, uh, both MSNBC and CNN pretty much immediately called it for DeWine. So yeah. one of the bigger landslides across the country. And we posted on our Instagram that uh, Mike DeWine was declared the winner and people were asking like, how is this possible? Like he's currently down in the votes because of absentee and mail-in votes were dropped early. And Nan Whaley had a pretty sizable lead, but exit polling and uh, how they calculate this out, and obviously they were very they correct, were correct with yeah. the uh, ending percentages. It, it, which it was interesting too, because of all of the divisiveness about how the pandemic was handled, and you know the support from who and whom, and how that was all going to go for um, Dewine. So uh, interesting, maybe not necessarily shocking, but interesting. So we're watching races. We also have to watch the forecast. Let's check in with Randy. All right, starting out this morning with chilly temperatures, most communities upper 30s to right around 40 to get the day started, but we're going to climb quickly through the 50s and by the afternoon 70 or so for a high. So a lot of sunshine today. Enjoy today and tomorrow because big changes are coming. Dylan was talking about Tropical Storm Nicole that brings us rain on Friday during the day. It ends by Friday evening and then colder air takes over. Highs trending in the low 40s and even the potential for some snow next week. All right, so. The S word. We'll talk about that. Yes, that's yeah, right. As, as we've got a couple days. I'm going to not talk about it worry today about that. if we can. Um, many issues on the ballot that were of interest. For Ohio, it was issue one. For Kentucky, uh, Amendment two. So uh, both having one having not so surprising of an outcome. The other is still being watched, but mm -hmm. likely decided. Yes, uh, starting with Ohio, it uh, changes how uh, uh, bail or how judges can uh, issue bail um, for suspects. And Ohio overwhelmingly is uh, giving judges the opportunity to use uh, the public's uh, safety and um, other reasons to uh, set bail amounts. Uh, and a prosecutor, especially here in Hamilton County, Joe Dieters, was very much for this, asking uh, voters for their vote, and they came out strong for it. Right. Yep. And uh, in Kentucky, Amendment 2, not yet settled. 82% of the vote. I actually looked on NBC News's tracker this morning. I believe 22 counties across Kentucky still have yet to report any numbers, at least on uh, oh, okay. NBC News's count, although with a county or with a state of over 100 20, 130 counties. That's a very small number. Right. Um, but right now, no is leading yes for Amendment 2. That is um, the remove right to abortion, 51.4% to 48.6%. Um, NBC News, AP, any of your major outlets have not yet called this, so we still, again, have about 20, uh, over 20 counties to report um, from that. Um, but that's where that stands right now as of 722 uh, on Wednesday morning on right. Amendment 2. Important to note the times here because, yes, we're that's still right. in the middle of this. And then also um, another issue that was on the ballot in Ohio, I know we're popping back and forth, but kind of trying to hit them in the order of the interest that there mm -hmm. was, the public interest, um, a change on the ballot, uh, a change in the wording to the Ohio Constitution. Um, this was passed. This would not allow any city or town in Ohio to be able to allow non-U.S. citizens to vote in local elections. And it also prohibits 17-year-olds from voting in a primary election 
even if they turn 18 by a general election, right. uh, which is interesting, especially mm -hmm. if you've got kids in high school and you're kind of mm -hmm. cluing them in on this whole process of voting. You want them to know what's going on. Um, that could impact them as far as the different elections go moving forward in the state. And you were saying that passed? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was a big, big number as well passing there. Uh, you know, staying uh, back into Kentucky, they do had some federal races. Uh, incumbent Rand Paul, big win over Charles Booker. Also Thomas Massey, um, the uh, uh, the congressman, uh, Northern Kentucky. He's keeping his seat as well um, down there. So uh, a lot, lot going on in yeah. elections. That Hard Booker to keep Paul race was another one where, kind of like with uh, with Whaley Dewine, where um, the Democrat, this instance Booker, was out to a pretty sizable, strong lead with the early uh, with the early votes being counted earlier. And uh, something a lot of the national talking heads were talking about was, remember in 2020, it was the in-person vote that was counted first, and then the uh, absentee and the early and everything. But this year, that script was kind of flipped, which is why you saw a lot of Democrats jump out to big leads, but then uh, in some areas, Kentucky and, Ohio, or Kentucky and Ohio included, the Republicans were able to catch up and eventually win those seats. Absolutely. All right, we'll quickly mention um, just two things and then we will hop off of here. So Indiana, the Republican comic Todd Young took an easy win over his opponent, 59% of the vote for the 6th Congressional District Republican Greg Pence won in a landslide over Cynthia Wirth and Republican Diego Morales came in with a victory for Secretary of State. Um, all of that up on our website, yes. Tax levies, <laughs> school board levies, so, much. so many things. Uh, I know, I was... Ohio Education Board, yeah. uh, Supreme Court judges in Ohio. I mean, so many, we can't pack them all in here, so make sure you go to WLWT.com and um, also the Ohio Board of Elections, Kentucky Board of Elections, or Indiana Board of Elections, all that stuff is going to be there for you. There for you. Um, and then also up on our website, uh, just an update on the... There, were, there was a police chase that we were doing as breaking mm -hmm. news yes. yesterday morning. Yes. Then there was a second police chase that actually crossed state lines from Ohio into Kentucky through my neighborhood, which was a little jarring to hear about, um, and then ended with multiple teens arrested. So we'll have all of that up on our website um, if you're just looking for an update there. I know my neighbors want me to share that information with them, <laughs> so I will be looking for that web article and sharing that. And in the meantime, yeah, we'll talk about that whole snow thing coming up tomorrow. We're not going to talk about it today. <laughs> that is all for today's Daily Dose.